Thank you so much, my friends. We've got linebacker Nate Hall joining us. It's his first go-round in the Drew's Dozen. Nate, it's great to meet you via Zoom. Wish I could shake your hand and clap you on the shoulder and say what's up like we normally do in non-COVID times, but we can't. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just finished up a normal Friday practice. You know, just, just steady with the routine. Not bad. Friday practices, my first season I worked with the Texans was 2009. One Friday practice in December, a fullback the Texans had, a guy named Bonte Leach, went through the entire practice in a Santa Claus outfit. Did anyone go through a practice today in a Santa Claus outfit? I can't say that anybody did that this year. Okay. I can't say. But uh, we, do, we do have some characters on the team, so I can see how that, would, uh, <laughs> how that would be a possibility. I like it. Okay, you cracked open that little door. Who are some of these characters? Who makes you laugh the most out of all your Texans teammates? Man, the guy that makes me laugh the most is probably Terrell Adams. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, he's just a, he's an interesting character. A guy who would, who would end up coming to practice in a, in a Santa Claus costume probably would be Jake Martin. He's the most <laughs> out there as far as what he wears. I'm sure, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you've seen some of his pregame outfits with the short shorts and cowboy boots and things of that nature. It's pretty good to know that so Jake would be the guy that wears the Santa. I'm always trying to figure that out in my mind each year. Fonte yeah. uh, left after the 2010 season. So it's yeah. good to know that that's the guy that would dress up as Santa Claus. Uh, how about nicknames? What are some of yours? Uh, I think my most, my most popular nickname is uh, Nate Hall, y'all. Which is all one. I got, I, got, I got that nickname in high school. So... Um, Shout out Denar Pinkney. He was a senior when I was a freshman and I was walking into basketball practice and he just screamed like, Nate Hall, y'all, like really loud. And everyone started laughing and uh, it kind of stuck. So that's like my handle on most of my, pretty much all my social media. Um, kind of just shoot my, my Xbox gamer tag is Nate Hall, y'all. So that's, uh, that's probably my most popular nickname. Gosh, so as a freshman in high school, you were kind of destined to – land in Texas eventually. I mean, you started out your pro career with the Cowboys, but now you've been with the Texans for the most part. That's yeah. kind of uh, fortuitous, isn't it? Because we, we like to use y'all quite a bit down here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's fitting. I was worried when I came down here that it wouldn't be uh, – it wouldn't, it wouldn't hit home as much just because the, the y'all is kind of uh, common down here. But I, I think everybody on the team still – Still loves the nickname. I still get called Nate Hall y'all randomly in the locker room. So it's great. It just rolls off the lip. I mean, that's perfect. It's it's yeah. it's a good one. Okay, um, you had two sacks Thanksgiving Day against the Lions. It was mm -hmm. awesome. You played eleven snaps on defense in that game, and you produced. I mean, yeah. if we did the per snap basis, you'd you'd be like the greatest player in NFL history almost. Yeah. Yeah. what was it like when you got back to the locker room, you got showered, you got changed, all that stuff, and you turned your phone back on? What happened? Yeah, no, to, to your first point, my teammates were, were uh, making jokes that I was like the most efficient linebacker in the, <laughs> in the league. So. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I got back to my phone and it was, it was mostly people from, from back home because we played in Detroit and I'm from Toledo, so 45 minutes away, and obviously everyone's watching on Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I don't know how many text messages I had, but it was like I made it a point to, to respond to everybody because it, mo most of the people that, that hit my phone were people that helped me get there along the way. So, um, uh, but, yeah, it was pretty hectic. But, I, you know, I was, obviously it's, it was a great moment for me and my family, so I was happy, happy when I got back to my phone for sure. 
That's outstanding. I mean, you strike me as the guy just in general who's thankful and on Thanksgiving Day, you're, you're extra thankful for things. But that had to kind of like just juice it up even more as far as making it a memorable Thanksgiving, hearing from all those folks after doing what you did on the field, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, um, and, I, and I posted about this on my Instagram, like that Detroit State Ford Field is where I watched my first uh, NFL game with my father. Um, wow. We drove up because – I grew up a Minnesota Vikings fan because Randy Moss was my favorite player. So um, we went up there and watched, watched that game. And it was just, you know, it, it kind of came to have that type of performance in that stadium kind of came full circle for me. Like, like the football guys were watching, watching out for me, you know, my whole career. So um, it was a special moment for me. And I know it was a special moment for a lot of the people that helped me get there. So for sure. And it was like a cherry on top of what was just a fun day all around for the Texans. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, they were making it happen that day. That was really cool. Um, When I tweeted, because during games, you know, I'll tweet about big plays that have happened. I just tweeted, hey, you got a strip sack. And then I followed it up uh, with the other sack or or vice versa. I can't remember the order right now. But Mm -hmm. in that short span, it got retweeted and commented upon by Northwestern fans, Northwestern football and I, had, I didn't tag you, I didn't tag them, but they had their antennae up about you. What's the yeah. deal with your Northwestern backing, first of all? And then I'm going to go a little oh, further as well. Look, I could talk about this for, for, for days. But, um, I come from a school in Northwestern, obviously, that didn't get a lot of respect, um, even when we were winning 10, 11 games a year. Um, so everybody that comes in the league is still trying to fight for that respect, myself included. I mean, I'm thinking of a handful of guys that were disrespected in their, um, their college careers and now they're in the NFL thriving. And it's no shock to, you know, Wildcat Nation, but, um, you know, they, they, like to, they like to support us because they know what we're capable of. And I think that's kind of what, what you were seeing, you know, um, on social media. Uh, so it's, it's always great to have those, those fans still following us and having our backs in the NFL for sure. And one of the cool things about it was there was a guy who played safety brilliantly at Northwestern about a decade ago named Brian Peters. He came here with the Texans. He was a linebacker, but he made his bones on special teams. He was an outstanding special teamer. Not in the league right now, but even he was, you know, supporting you and, and a big fan of that. What's it like when you see guys from the past that, that are, you know, recognizing what you did? Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a testament to the to the brotherhood that we that we built in Evanston, um, and a testament to the brotherhood uh, here too. Uh, obviously, Brian still, you know, he's a great guy. He follows Northwestern football closely, uh, follows Texan football closely, um, and even I saw him tweet something the other day about his high school, Pinkerington, um, in Columbus. So I mean, that's a, that's a passionate dude all the way around. But yeah, it means a lot. I mean, uh, to carry on legacies. Uh, in my past, um, you know, bring them here in the NFL and, and make people proud. You know, that's, that's a big part of the reason why I still play, you know. That's awesome. Okay, switching gears because we're, we're veering into like very serious territory there. If we keep going, I might start crying. You might start crying. And you don't <laughs> want any of that. Got to keep things light here. Uh, do, do you like or did you like the office, the TV show? Yeah, I, I dabbled in the office. I wasn't like a fanatic, but it definitely, I, I know the characters for the most part. Which office character do you most identify with? Uh, probably Jim. I don't want to say Jim. Everybody says Jim, don't they? Yeah, I feel like everybody says That's why I didn't want to say because I feel like he's the most normal out of everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not that weird, so Jim. 
Um, I don't know if I identify with any of them. I think, um, I think Kevin is the, is the most funny character on the show. I just think he's a very sneaky, funny character, uh, just kind of in the back. I think he's in accounting, right? Yeah, he's, he's really funny. The, the whole funny. accounting department is kind of funny. Yeah, the whole, yeah, they're all, they've all got their quirks. Every character on that show has their quirk. Okay, yeah. uh, what would your career be were it not for football? What would you be doing if, if you were not in, in the NFL? That's the million dollar question. Uh, I know you got the business background. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did, I did some, some pretty hardcore schooling in, in business. Uh, if it, professionally, probably would probably be something in, in commercial real estate, commercial real estate development. Um, I mean, I have other passions outside of, of football and, and even outside of business, really. But um, that's probably something I'll, I'll get into. And I'll probably, you know, dabble in some of that while I'm still playing in the NFL. Obviously, it's not like the NFL limits you from, from other business opportunities, as I'm sure you know, and a, a lot of the fans know. So, um, but yeah, I'd probably say, say real estate development, um, real estate investment. Okay, you just brought it up. So what are these other passions that you got outside of football? Um, the one that shocks people the most is like I'm, I'm really into motorsports so like nascar formula one um unfortunately they didn't you know formula one didn't come to austin this year because of COVID 19 but that's that's one that i want to i want to go to um yeah no i mean lewis hamilton fan i was a jimmy johnson fan who just you know uh you know arguably the greatest driver of all time in nascar just retired this year um but yeah people are always people are always shocked when i say that but my dad got me into racing and cars, um, going up to MIS, Michigan International Speedway, when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, so that's just one thing I'm pretty passionate about. I'm not shocked because, uh, you know, I didn't watch motorsports growing up, but mm -hmm. earlier in my career, I actually interviewed Jimmy Johnson when he was a rookie. Um, really? Riding in his – or driving his first race. It was at the Texas Motor Speedway back about uh, 20 years ago. And I've, I've been to races both there. I've been open wheel, been to open wheel races as well. I think mm -hmm. if you actually go to a race, I can see easily how you yeah. get hooked on that because seeing it, it assaults all five of your senses. Whereas yeah. watching it on TV, you don't get as, as much of that, you know? Very true. Yeah, very true. I think my first, actually my first race was in, it was New Hampshire. Oh, okay. My dad has a friend who lives in that area and we flew out there to visit him, you know, killed two birds with one stone and, and went out to the race. And yeah, I was, I mean, I can't remember how old I was, maybe 10 years old, nine, 10 years old. Yeah, that was an amazing experience. So like watching on TV and then to go see it up close and personal and just the atmosphere, all the things that there are to do, um, the community that's built around it. Um, yeah, no, I was, yeah. Motorsports, all right, that's pretty cool. That's, that's different. Um, let's say you're trapped in a room. It's... 10 feet wide, 10 feet wide. It's a square room. It's no windows. Filled, huh? I said no windows, huh? No windows. <laughs> uh, and it's filled with food. Hmm. You've got to eat your way out if you're going to get out hmm. of this room. What's the food you're going to choose to eat your way out with? So another thing people don't know about me, I guess. Uh, I am Middle Eastern, so I'm Lebanese and Syrian, amongst okay. other things. But I grew up eating... Um, that style of food uh, quite often. So I'd have to go with food from that region. So like grape leaves, hummus, sarais, pita bread, all that stuff. I could just run the list, but those things um, probably be the most tolerable if I had to eat that much. That's right. And you're, they're kind of on the lighter side too. You don't want to, 
I mean, if you want to get out of there, you know, you got to have some light food. Yeah. So those are good choices. I like that. Uh, what's the best Christmas present you ever got? <laughs> well, I'm sitting back here making it seem like I never get Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got so many great ones that you can't decide between which one. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think because because I, I call it's. I feel like I'm getting old because they're all meshing together. Oh, don't like, say you're old, man. Like, you're only 24. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my parents after. My parents always said I was mature beyond my years. So, like, by the time I when I got to college. I was like, don't give me anything that's like a luxury item. I don't care about that. Just give me practical stuff. So every year my mom just renews my Costco membership. And I'm like super hype about that. I'm like, oh, the gas is, the gas is good. The, you know, I get to go get groceries in bulk. Like little does she know I, that means a lot. Even their hot dog and, a, and soda meal. I mean, that's just outstanding. Yeah. And, and a couple, like the, the one in Toledo that I went to would always make these sandwiches that they would kind of, use ingredients from the store and make sandwiches and everything. Uh, yeah. My wife and I, uh, we have four little kids and my seven-year-old daughter and my five-year-old son are, it's like taking them to Disney world, you know, like they love the free samples. So. Oh yeah. They, uh, they don't, they don't skimp on any there. Yeah. Well, Nate, this was a lot of fun. You're a unique guy. I appreciate you taking some time on a Friday to do this. Best cool. of luck the rest of the way. Hope you uh, get to watch some motorsports in the off season. And wait before we finish this, you got to tell me about Thailand before all this uh, pandemic went down. You got to go to Thailand. How was that? Yeah, that was that was incredible, man. So, um, actually, so when I booked that trip, I had no clue about COVID and, and things of that nature. And um, so it was kind of right before it became kind of like a scare across the world. Um, mm -hmm it was an incredible experience. I mean, the people over there, the locals, so inviting. It's, it's, it's funny because I, I didn't expect them to be so willing to share their culture. And it was just such a warm feeling for them to, to them to, you know, share their culture and not, not get frustrated when you do something that's kind of out of their norms, but to try to teach you about it. Um, amongst all things, it's a beautiful place. I mean, yeah. Like we went to, um, PP islands, um, beautiful like you really you really get a taste of what island life is like and i'll say this anybody out there if you think you know what a mango tastes like you don't until you've gone to thailand i mean really? the mangoes there was this it was like a mango cafe and it was like kind of breakfast inspired food and i when i was on that island for three days i went there every day like i had so many mangoes i can't even can't even count man. It, was, it was incredible but no it was it, it made me made me more hungry to travel for sure I was going to say, what's next? When this all ends and you can travel, where is the next big spot you want to go to? I really want to go to um, Australia. Okay. Um, New Zealand. Um, I haven't done Europe yet, but I feel like I have plenty of time to kind of do Europe. Um, I really want to go to Australia, see that, and then um, do some South American countries as well. Um, haven't pinpointed exactly which ones, but um, between South America and Australia, whichever one seems to be easier at the moment is probably what I'll do. I like it. Well, I hope that's sooner than later for you because traveling's fun. I've been lucky enough to go to Europe, but I too would like to go to Australia and New Zealand amongst many, many other places. All right, Nate Hall, I promise. Now we're going to wrap this up. You're a great sport. It's fun learning about you. Have a great weekend. Best of luck against those Colts. Let's beat them.
Yeah, got to. It'll be a physical one, but it'll be a good one, like always. So uh, hopefully we come on that. Come out on the winning end this time. I like it, my friend. All right. Take care. Merry Christmas. See you later. Thank you.